Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. Describe myself in two words, rich and unemployed. These stones cost two birds. Let it count it when she bored. Deposit hit chicks, clearing ace. Nothing void. I know that ain't my ex calling. Nothing void. Where we going? Money going up. Welcome to the Money Rich and Unemployed Podcast. I'm your host, Jonathan Dubaton, aka Finesse. And uh, before we get started, make sure you guys check out the Patreon for exclusive content. Make sure you guys check out the website for some merch, www.richunemployed.net. All right, today, man, I got a very, very special guest today. Go ahead and tell these people who you are, what you do. Absolutely. So my name is Darius Benders. Um, I'm from Boston, Mass. Mm-hmm. Um, I help entrepreneurs get access to capital so they can start growing, scale their businesses uh, to get to that next level. How much capital are you talking? Shoot, I say 150 and 9, 150k in 90 days. But once you know the information, you can really go get whatever half a million, million dollars in funding, whatever it may be. So you say 150 in 90 days. What what do they profile got to look like? So. What I tell people is we have to build out the profile, right? Everyone, most people think it's about credit score, right? They think, oh, I got a 750, why I'm not getting money, why I'm not getting funding, but it comes down to a credit profile, right? So your credit profile needs to be strong. So what that means is obviously no derogatories, no late payments, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and then you have to have primary accounts, what we call it. You have to have at least 10. The more primary accounts, the better, because it just shows you've handled more credit. Now, primary accounts, Anything from student loans, credit cards, lines of credit, loans, auto mm-hmm. loans, anything that is in your name is considered a primary account, right? And if people don't have primary accounts, what I tell them to do is you can go ask some credit builder accounts and you can do them and they'll report within a 30 day time frame. So, for example, you can go check out Self, right? Mm-hmm. Kickoff, Credit Strong. Mm-hmm. Um, and then you got rental accounts. Like most people don't know you can actually report your rent. You go check out Rental Karma, Rent Reporter. And, um, those are fire because not only are they going to report as primaries, but they're going to allow you to get some age on your on mm-hmm. the report because you can backdate it, right? It has a question on there. It says, what was your moving date? Now, when you first sign up, it tells you 24 months. But when you go through the application, and this is from experience, because I learned this on accident. For your moving date, I put back when I was like 19 years old, right? I said I lived at my mom's house, so I was 19. And um, next time my credit profile had updated, I had two accounts that showed mm-hmm. nine years, which increased my age, which increased my score and my profile. Um, so that's what you need. And then uh, you want to make sure that your utilization isn't too high. I know everyone says, oh, under 30%. But when you're going for funding, you really want to be between 2 and 9%. But with 15% or under, you could go, you could go get some good money. And then... Um, Let me slow you down. Yeah. Credit, credit, not credit karma, mm-hmm. um, to, to, to get your rent to get on your report. Rental karma. Rental karma. Yep. Where are they getting the information from? Because you're putting this information in, right? Yes. So it's based off what you say. That's a great question. So it's based off whatever you say. So for the amount that you're paying for rent, it's whatever you say. Mm-hmm. All right. For the landlord, all that has to happen is whoever you're saying is the landlord, 
you should have a piece, you should have some mail that's going there, right? Mm -hmm. Because they are gonna verify with the landlord that they are the actual owner of the house. And mm -hmm. all they're gonna do is ask the landlord, does this person pay you rent? Who's calling? So they can call a text Who? or email the company. Rent reporter or rental company. Oh, okay. okay yeah, okay, okay. and they don't work like some people be like, well, you know, don't they work with the credit bureaus? Nah, they're their own company. They're just gonna call, verify that the landlord is who they say they are, and that you actually that you stay there. Once mm -hmm. the landlord says yes, just like that, it's gonna report every month. Every month they're gonna get a text or an email, and it's just gonna say, did so and so pay their rent? How much did they pay? And how did they pay? Cash or check? That easy. That easy. And does it really uh, does something to your credit score? Like, it, is it really? Yes. I had one of my students, she had no score because she had never had anything on her profile. And those five accounts that I just gave you, self, kickoff, credit strong, and mm -hmm. the two rental accounts, she added those. And within 30 days, she was at a 720 mm -hmm. just from adding those accounts. Because you got to think, when you have no credit, you just have nothing, right? It's not necessarily bad. Once we get you some primaries, just like that, you now have a strong profile or semi-strong profile, right? And once you're in shape, what I tell you to do is go start with some credit unions. Now, credit unions, they're my favorite because, you know, when you deal with those bigger banks like, like a Bank of America or, you know, Wells Fargo, they're going to they're gonna be real strict in terms of the data points you need. But when you start with credit unions, you got a 685, 700, you could go get you 10, 20,000 per credit union easy. Mm -hmm. But what I tell people is don't go too crazy on the personal funding because at the end of the day, Business funding is the actual goal, right? Because, mm -hmm. you know, that's, that's the easy wealth play. But um, once you get you three or four credit unions, now we have $10,000, $20,000 limits. We've been, our profile's in good shape. Just go set up your business the right way, right? That means get, make sure you got an LLC. Make sure you got your EIN number, Dun & Brad's number. Mm -hmm. um, but what most people go wrong is what they'll do is like, they'll just use their cell phone number as their business number. Or what they'll do is for their business address, they won't even look. So a lot of times I see people, they come to me, they say, hey, I went to the bank, but they saw my address was attached to a Staples and I got denied or it was attached to a UPS. So I tell people, do your due diligence, right? And you can go get you a virtual address um, from Opus or Regis. And what you want to do is just put it in Google and make sure it's attached to a commercial building, mm -hmm. right? Easiest way to just make sure you're in compliance. And then- um, Will that really stop you from getting funding? funding. So. So what happens is it doesn't necessarily mean you're going to be denied, but what it means is you just get less than what you would get. So we all start, if your business is built out perfectly, your credit mm -hmm. the right way, your personal credit's in order, you start at $25,000, $30,000 limits. But every time that something's not in order, it might knock off $5,000, right? So mm -hmm. you don't have a, a business number, a business address, you don't have a business email, you're just using your regular email. Those are just points that are telling them you're not operating like a big business. Mm -hmm. Why would they give you big money if you're not operating as a big business, right? Mm -hmm. So gotcha. I don't know, every time that I hear people say, hey, no, you need to go get you a business address, you need to go get a, a phone number that's uh, in the phone book, mm -hmm. right? I don't know, it just don't seem like that'll stop me from getting anything. You, you like, will get doing, funding. Who's doing the research? The bankers, uh -huh. the bankers. So this is what I tell you, if you, if you wanna, so there are certain times you can apply for things where you can't get those instant approvals. So if you ever apply for something and you got like an automatic, you're approved, that's, that's artificial intelligence. Mm -hmm. You probably apply after bank hours are closed. But a lot of times there's underwriting. Now underwriting is who's gonna look at how your business is set up. They're gonna look deep, they might look deeper into how your profile is structured and then they'll make a decision based on that. Mm -hmm. So that's why you wanna make sure that you know you have those things in shape at least. How long you been doing this? Um, so I've been teaching now for nine months. Um, I've been doing the, in the credit business now for a year and about th a year and like three months. Yeah. How did you start off? Um, I started off, bro. I was down bad. Uh, the pandemic. I just went to this conference, and um, 
it was a bunch of people getting money and it was a different world than, than what I knew. So I was like, man, I need to learn something. So what conference was this? It was, uh, I want to say Circle of CEOs, I think. I think oh, word, in Atlanta? Yeah, yep. Oh. It was Atlanta, yep. Like, a, like not this one. It was one that just happened yeah, it was, before that. Yeah, yep. yeah. Exactly. And then I met uh, one of my good friends to this day. Shout out my guy, Mel. He was in credit. Um, and I was like saying that I did marketing because I was in mm-hmm. nightlife before. Um, so I was like, oh, I know how to market. And then we just started giving each other value, you know, masterminding, just, just you know, giving each other some game. And he was putting me on game. And I'm like, this, this, this is. What was you doing before the conference? Nightlife. Like promoting clubs? Yeah, yep. And <clears throat> you came from Boston. Mm-hmm. You say you were down bad. Down bad. Like you had no money. Because it got shut down. Yeah, nightlife got shut down up north. I'm from Boston. Oh, okay. So it, it, was, it wasn't like Atlanta. Right. It was so crazy. We came out to Atlanta to try to throw parties um, because that was like all I knew at the time. I couldn't come to Atlanta trying to throw But the thing parties. is, we threw, some, hey, we, threw, we threw some bangers out here, though. Uh, yeah, it was not like, we was on like Beaufort Highway. So it was like smaller, like no name type spot. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it wasn't like downtown in the mix, but we did all right. So basically, you were down bad, and what made you want to go to this conference? Because I needed to figure out what my next move was. Uh-huh. And I had also wanted to get out of the nightlife for some time. Um, you know, I had started when I was like 23. And, you know, it's cool when you're 23, you know, mm-hmm. being out every weekend. But I was like, man, I'm trying to find something different. So when the pandemic happened and I heard about the conference, I was like, all right, I got to see what's going on. Like, mm-hmm. I got to figure something out. So I just ended up going. And I was like, yeah, I need to be doing something around what all these other people are doing. How much you pay for the ticket? Uh, I want to say I got the lowest one. I think it was like 97 bucks. Yeah. yeah. How much the flight was? <laughs> <laughs> the flight was like maybe like two, 280, 300. I mean, what I'm trying to get at is, okay, yeah. you're down bad, but you're still investing into nothing, really. You just right. about to go to a conference and don't know what to expect from this. Facts. But you go there and learn about credit. Mm-hmm. Who 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 was, who was it that, that spoke about credit? Um, I think it was... Uh, Bro, it wasn't even just credit. At the conference, I didn't know what I wanted to do. It was uh, him 500 was doing credit. I think Neil was doing marketing. Alex was doing trucking. I just wanted to do something. Mm-hmm. So it wasn't, I didn't go there knowing I was doing uh-huh. credit. I met people at the conference. I met my guy Mel, he was doing credit. And then after the conference, we started politicking, giving each other some game. Yeah. And when I learned about credit, I'm like, oh, I think I want to do that. Mel, was Mel on um, Bro from uh, Dallas podcast? Nah, nah, he, um, now nah, Mel's more low key. He, he, um, habit wins. He's part of, uh, RPX though. Okay. And <clears throat> so how did you, st- what, like, what'd you start off with credits? Straight from getting funding? Yeah. So I was, once I learned, like me, I never had to, um, like my credit was in decent shape. I just had to build my credit profile out. Then I went in, I got funding. I got 167,000 in 47 days. Mm-hmm. So once like you got Wait, a, say that again? 167,000 in 47 days. Off of your credit, business oh, credit or yeah. what? Uh, so it was, it, so here's why I did, I got a lot of personal funding at first, which was not, it was a learning experience. So I got a lot of, I got about 80, 90,000 in personal funding and then the rest was business funding. So I had like 70,000 in, in business funding as well. Um, but what I had learned was towards the end of me just applying for things, what I had learned when I started getting lower limits and I would call and ask for like reconsiderations, it would say you got too many new accounts in a small period of time. Mm-hmm. So, so what I tell people is when you're gonna apply, if you're going for personal funding, you wanna be careful with how much credit card stacking you do because if you get too many accounts in a short period of time, just know that when you go for business funding, they're gonna see that and that might lower your limits or you might start getting denied. What's too many accounts though? So too many new accounts in a small period of time, like I went out, I got like, like, 
like 15, 16 cars in like a small period of time. Um, so what I would suggest to somebody do is if you're building out your profile, you're getting your first credit cards, just go get like three or four personal. Mm -hmm. Three or four personal. You're not getting too many inquiries. You're looking good. Start with them credit units. So now you got 10, 15, $20,000 limits. Then when you go on the business side, they can say, okay, this person has good limits. Their credit profile is built. And now you can go get three cars that pull from Experion, three cars that pull from Equifax, three cars that pull from TransUnion. Now you got nine new business credit cards. Let's say you only average on the low end 10,000 per car. You just got 90K. Mm -hmm. Plus we got those personal cars where we just got, you know, let's say another 10, you got four of those. Mm -hmm. Now that's uh, $40,000, right? So you're up to 130. Mm -hmm. So that's how you want to play it. But the thing is on the business side, right? When you get approved for funding, you can remove the inquiry whether you got denied or approved. Mm -hmm. So then you just go get rid of those inquiries mm -hmm. and then you could go run more banks, more plays, mm -hmm. right? And what I tell people is what you want to do with this money, because people be like, I always like to make sure I tell people on it because I don't just want people to just say, well, I'm about to go get money then they're about to go get the new Louis, Gucci. No, that's not what this is for. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm saying? People be thinking, I be getting DMs like, yo, bro, I'm trying to mm. go get fly. Like, nah, you got to take this money and then invest in some, I invest in skills. So like, you know, digital marketing, like, you know, digital products, um, sales, how to be a better speaker, things that's going to make you more money in your business, mm -hmm. right? But um, another thing you can do, an easy business to start is you can start a funding business because now you know how to build out credit profile. You know how to go get funding. You know what the banks are looking for. You can turn around, structure the business, understand onboarding process, contracts, mm -hmm. things like that. You can fund people. If I came to you and I said, bro, I could get you 100, 150,000, well, you probably know, but like someone, think about where you're from. If you go around the way and you tell somebody, I could get you 100,000. I think you're scamming. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but then I'll break, yeah, you're right. <laughs> you probably would, uh -huh. but then I'll break it down, like mm -hmm. how it goes. I might start talking about like how the banks work. Like for me, a lot of my content mm -hmm. is, is giving value. So then that might put a person a little more at ease. Like this person at least sounds like they know what they're talking about, mm -hmm. right? So that's, you know, that's a play you could run. So when you got your first, what it was you said it was one hundred and sixty? Sixty-seven thousand. Yeah. When you got your first one hundred sixty-seven, how much? I know. How did it make you feel? Like it made me feel like I need, everyone needs to know this. Mm -hmm. <laughs> everybody needs to know this. So I started going helping everybody, friends, family, whoever needed help. Mm -hmm. I was just trying to put them on game. And you know, people they be like, yeah, yeah, that's cool. Mm -hmm. so, but I'm just like, all right, y'all bugging. So I started, you know, helping people out, charging people. At first, I was doing it for free. Then I started charging people a little bit. Then I realized like. Like this, it's, it's life changing for people. Mm -hmm. Like good credit versus bad credit is, you can't get approved for a house, a car, you can't do nothing with bad credit. Um, and with good credit, man, your whole life could change in three months, six months. So, mm -hmm. you know, then I started teaching and then um, we got a university now, we got over 225 students. We're growing every week. We're on a weekly, weekly webinar where I give out free game, a lot of free value. And um, yeah, that's where we are right now. Who got a university, you? Yeah. By yourself? Yeah. Teaching just how to get funding. How to get funding, how to run a, um, a funding business, mm -hmm. and then obviously how to run a credit repair business because you're gonna, right. a lot of people who wanna get funding, they're gonna need credit repair first. How much you charge for university? Uh, my university is uh, $797, or just payment plan options. Yeah. $800? Yep. Um, what, just one time fee? One time fee. Or yep. lifetime? Lifetime access. Don't do the math. Mm -hmm. You said 225 Yep. Yeah, yeah, that's good. Yeah, we did all right. Then we got the mentorship level. So mm -hmm. that's the course with the private community and they get accountability coaching, coaching call once a month. Then we got the mentorship where they live with me. Mm -hmm. um, that's a, a 5K offer, but you spend 12 weeks with me. And what we do is we put a guarantee on it, right? Cause I want people to know that 
Like, I got skin in the game. So mm-hmm. we guarantee that you'll get at least $75,000 in funding or you'll make triple your investment of what you invest into the, the program. Mm-hmm. That's dope. Yeah. How old are you? Um, 30. For you to be doing this only like a year and some change, bro, you sound very, very knowledgeable. Like, you know everything. <laughs> now, I don't know everything. Uh-huh. But just be working, bro. I just been locked in. Like, I've been, like I said, I was down bad. So, man, when I learned it, like, you could like help people and make mm-hmm. money and the type of money that you can make. I ain't really been on nothing else. Like Facts. I don't want to hear from nobody about nothing else. I don't want go go out nowhere. I don't like yo. You need a life balance. I'm like I'm good. Mm. I'm locked in right now. So I'm just trying to go to the moon. What you do with the first hundred sixty seven thousand? Um. So what I did was I got three cars. Um. I got. Whips. Yep. Put them on tarot. Cashed out. Yeah. No. So two of them. Uh. Two of them auto loans. One of them. Um. I got from the credit cards. Started running that play tarot. Um. Then I took went. Two months later, I'm like, I like this car business. I got two more, so I was up to five. Those was cash flowing or not. I spent 10 on a mentor. I spent another five on a mentor. Um, shout out my guy, Runway Billionaire. I was wondering. That's my dog. Yeah, that's my. That's a big bro. Mm. He was just in town yesterday. Um, but yeah, digital products started going crazy. Mm. Um, we were selling $27 products, started making $1,000, $1,500 a day. You said you were selling $27 products? $27 product, bro. A ebook? Uh, it was a um, the first product we sold was actually uh, replay. So it was uh, it was called Thirty K in Thirty Days. It's a personal funding class. Mm-hmm. So the the strategy was run at the time was Thirty K Thirty Days, and then two weeks later I would run Forty K in Sixty Days business funding. Now you mm-hmm. got two digital products. Then I had an ebook um, also. So we put those three products in a funnel, and all I would do is switch the front end product. So like maybe on Monday. Might be 30K and 30 cl- day class sale, $27. Mm-hmm. People's taking that $27, but when they get in that funnel, now they have an opportunity. They're like, damn, he got the business funding class too. Well, damn, he got the DIY credit class too. So they come out spending, you know, 70, 90 bucks with you. And um, it's easy for people to grow with you at that price point. That's why I started with, you know, low tech. People was getting results. And you know how it go like when people's looking to shop with someone, they don't just want to buy some. But like thousand dollars, two thousand dollars. Some people, right? Mm-hmm. So the easiest way to build was to start with that low ticket, and then as people get results, they start telling people about you, or they want to come to that next level with you, which is the university. And I got people who started with me at twenty-seven class, who's now my five K mentorship mm-hmm. because you know the, the, the proof is in the uh, in the results. Runway was one uh, mentor. Who was your other mentor? Um, shoot. So I started getting a lot. Um, I my guy Ty. Ty's younger than me. He's only twenty-one. Um, and he started showing me like viral content, mm-hmm. how to create viral content. So you see a lot of that pointing stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Got that from my guy, and then um, and then my guy, uh, my guy Dion. That's one of my mentors. Um, you paid a twenty-one-year-old to teach you how to go. Hell yeah! I don't care if you're sixteen, bro. If you can teach me how to make more money, yeah, <laughs> I'll pay. So what he taught you really worked. Oh yeah, changed the game, changed the game. Yeah. What? How much yeah. you paid him? Um, six k. Yeah. So what was he offering? Like, did you have to approach him or he was already selling some shit? No, no, no. So I had met him at one of them conferences. Um, that conference, actually, I told you about the first time yeah. I came to Sugar Seals. And then um, he was big on like Instagram marketing was his thing. So then um, first I had bought his course. Then he had had a back end offer, which was like showing you the viral content plus the webinar, mm-hmm. his webinar structure. So that's what I had got really built out the webinar, understanding like, you know, viral psychology, you know, how to really get better at selling off the webinar. Mm-hmm. 
I will say to anybody, like, because, you know, some people think like conferences, you don't get much out of conferences. And um, I don't think you go there to learn facts. You really go there to just to network. Because here you is, you go to a, net, uh, a conference and don't know what I want to get out of this, but you built something from it. And look at you now, a year later, you move from Boston to Atlanta. Mm -hmm. Why you come to Atlanta? Because there's like- Why did you move from Boston? Um, I had wanted to move to Atlanta since that conference, um, but I didn't have the money to move, mm. right? So once I started making some good money, I just was like, I'm going now. Mm -hmm. um, the reason being, because Atlanta, everywhere you go, like you could pull up at the restaurant, you could pull up at a, a bar and your damn hookah lady had got her own business, she going crazy. Like mm -hmm. everybody getting money, everybody working towards something. So it's just a place where there's a lot of hustlers. So that environment was like the type of energy I wanted to be around. Mm. Like even the gym I go to now, like everybody in there doing seven, eight figures. What gym you at? Uh, Rich and Fit, I just started going in. Everybody going crazy over there. I think I know what you're talking about. Um, what's the little homie name? Uh, Will, Will, Will change like he own it with, um, with uh, the mother two dudes. Yeah. But yeah, just, mm -hmm. just the environment, bro. Environment's just crazy. What's the environment back at home? Um, <laughs> it's just, uh, Man, it ain't the same, bro. I just say it ain't the same. Like, I love my city. Definitely Boston, you know, Bill is like, you gotta be tough because people don't just show love like that. You gotta mm -hmm. really like earn it. Um, but you know, it's not the same. Mm. Yeah. Could you think, could you have made the same amount of money living in Boston? Um, Cause most of your stuff is online. Right, so I would say yes, because when I left there, I had left because I had had like, three back-to-back -back, like lit months, right? Mm -hmm. Or at the time, what I thought was lit. So I would say- <laughs> At the time, <laughs> what you making now? <laughs> so, so at the, yeah, so that's, I think so for sure. But I just think there's power and proximity, bro. So, mm -hmm. you know, here's definitely where you can maximize. Facts. Yeah. Speak about like getting out your comfort zone. Mm -hmm. Like, cause you could be comfortable sitting in Boston, making the money you're making. Or all right, let me take this trip down to Atlanta where everybody's thriving, everybody's moving. Like, cause some people get complacent. Like, you know, I'm, I don't need to move out here. Right. I don't, speak about like just getting out your comfort zone and, and moving. So important, like, like com comfortability sometimes could be like, it can cause you to be stagnant. Mm -hmm. It can cause you to not grow. Um, I believe like every time there's a saying, like whenever you're trying to go to that next level, you're gonna have to give up some, right? And most of the time, it's something that's comfortable to you. So getting out of environment where the family's at, you know, everybody you knew growing up is, that's important because sometimes people don't understand your growth, right? Mm -hmm. So like, for example, I was a club promoter, but I got to the point where I didn't even want to go to some of my nights. Like, obviously I have management, I have put staff in place, but mm -hmm. I didn't want to be in the club anymore. And people was like, yo D, what's going on? Like, you acting weird. Like, are you always, yeah, you online talking that credit stuff mm -hmm. or, you know, talking about the books you're reading, just, just different. And when people know you for something or they know you at, have a perception of you, sometimes it can be hard for them to uh, kind of see the new you or the, the you to where you're trying to go. Mm -hmm. So, you know, getting uncomfortable is definitely the major key for growth. Facts. I feel that. What was your life like? What were you doing though? Like, did you go to college? Yeah, so I graduated. Um, I played a, I played Division One football up at University of Maine. Um, I graduated from there, um, and then I came home and I tried like graduated from college. Yeah, yep. With what degree? Um, uh, communications with a minor in psychology. What you plan on doing with that? I was just, honestly, I was, I went to school because 
Like football was my first passion. Yeah. Yeah. So I was really in school for sports. Right, right, right. Yeah. So you planned on making it to the NFL? Yeah, that was yeah, that was what I thought I was gonna do. Yeah. What happened? I wasn't good enough. Damn. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So <laughs> But at the time I ain't I didn't think so. You know, mm. I started off as a walk on, uh, meaning not on scholarship. And I, you know, I earned uh I earned my starting position. Um I had transferred like three, four times. I've been to four different schools. Uh-huh. Um and yeah. But, but that taught me a lot though, like sports really, I feel like sports and yeah. entrepreneurship, so synonymous, mm-hmm. which is why I feel like for me, it's all mental. Like I feel like if you give me some game, I'm good. Like I just need the information. I yeah. don't need like mm-hmm. huge pep talks and all that, mm-hmm. it's just the game. It's just the game. I know sports, it taught me discipline. Facts. Um, work ethic, you know what I'm saying? like. If you never played sports, you wouldn't know for real. Exactly. And like, what would you gain this this work ethic from and this discipline? You had to find this shit somewhere else, or somebody had to tell you, mm-hmm. push you. How did you feel like when you had to make a decision? Like, bro, I ain't gonna make it. You didn't put all this work in, all this, all your life. Because there's a lot of people though that go to college or go, in high school that they really think they're gonna make it, and mm-hmm. they don't got a plan after that. And it's heart crushed. Like, they, they, their heart is crushed when they got to make a decision. Like, I, I'm not gonna make it. <laughs> Facts. Yeah, that's it. And it's tough. That first year out, because all you knew, like, I was like, all I knew was football, bro. I ain't mm-hmm. know nothing about no job, no work, no nothing. And um, even, like, you know, my, my group chat with my college boys, we'd be like, yo, what the hell we finna do? Like, mm-hmm. nobody really just knew. So I was trying everything. I was, like, personal trainer for, like, three, four months. Then I tried, uh, I tried, um, I was doing Uber, Caviar, DoorDash. I tried a front desk job at LA Fitness. Um, I was a banker for like five months, and I was only doing that because you know, Mom Deuce is like, mm. you better, you better get you a, a big boy job or yeah. just do something, and then that didn't last. So when I had quit, um, I, I just walked out. It was like kind of I got fired, kind of quit, because she had told me if I left, don't come back, and then I just left. Mm. Um, and then, bro, I was just like, I don't know, but I'm not working a job. It's just not for me. I don't badmouth job. I think jobs are great if you can do it. Use it as your business partner, right? Use it to fund your dream. But for me, it just wasn't it. So I, I, that's when I got into nightlife. I was kind of like forced into it. Like, I got to find some income. Um, started doing that, you know. I worked under someone for nine months. Mm. He was going crazy. I was just learning the game. And um, then I started doing my own thing after like nine months of that. Do you think you should have learned this game earlier? This? Oh, hell yeah. Mm. If I knew about this when, when, when I was, you know, 24, 25, man, I don't know where I would be right now. Facts, yeah. right. Learning how to make millions off of other people's money. It's crazy. Um, like, what's your goals now, though? Like, what are you planning on? Like, what, what are you trying to reach? So my goal is to impact as much people as possible. And the reason I say that is because what I learned is, like, when you leave with value and you help others, you always make money. Right. So the more I can help people, the more I make. But I think it's dope to to see other people in position where they can change their lives, their family's lives, their friends' lives. So I'll be getting more enjoyment out of seeing like like in our um in our community, like people's like, yo, I got approved for twenty five thousand, thirty thousand, or I just got my cars for tarot, or I just got um I just got a new client for my funding business. Like I'll be turned up for them. So for me it's about impact. So I said this year I wanna help a thousand people um not only get access to a hundred thousand of funding, but make a hundred thousand um with their businesses. So how many people? A hundred uh a thousand. That's my goal for the year. Where you at now? <laughs> right now we at, uh for funding, we got a lot of people. Um, so we got, I give out 100,000 awards. So when you get uh, 100,000 in my community, you get an award. Right now we got eight people. Um, mm. 
Yeah, we got eight people who's over. When you make 100K in funding? When you get 100K in access in, to funding. Uh-huh. Yep, you get an award. Damn, that's dope. Yeah. But what about 250? You get another award? That's a good, hey, I ain't even added that, but that's a, that's a play right there. Yeah, I'm gonna have to, to turn them up. Then the milli. It makes sense. Yeah. What is the war? Do I get some money or what do I get? Now you just get, it's a dope plaque, got okay. your name on it. Yeah, you got your, we ship it out to you. <laughs> I, <laughs> you joined I, the day, the <laughs> <laughs> I joined the day. <laughs> I might add that though. Yeah, yeah, facts. Yeah. Um, no, I think that's super dope, bro. Um, I actually need some game from that too. I've been really bullshitting with my credit, like my business credit. Mm-hmm. I be using my own bread. Gotcha. Which is. Cause you getting money, that's why. That's why, bro. <laughs> and it's like, why would I want to use my own money when I can go get some money? But I be feeling like the process is. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. Too long, mm-hmm. which is really not. It ain't. It's just because you getting money. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it ain't. So yeah, leverage that, bro. Like keep your cash, you know, to yourself, bro. Mm-hmm. Go get that money from the bank. Um, is your credit in decent shape? What's in good shape? Uh, it's alright. Yeah, it's alright. Okay, we we'll get some bread, bro. Well, what I need money. to get it to six eighty. Yeah, it's six eighty plus. No yeah. derogatories. Yeah. What do you use to um, help people get their credit fixed? So in terms of our monitoring system, we use Identity IQ. Yeah, yeah we'll look at that. Like if someone got negatives, derogatories, yeah, until you get uh, identity IQ, you know what I'm saying? Make sure your personal information is in order. Um, then we're gonna identify them negative items. So like whatever you got that's negative on it, we're gonna go check it out. Um, and then what we'll do is we'll dispute on your behalf or I'll show you how to dispute. But essentially you want to make sure all your personal information is entirely inaccurate. And then when you're looking to dispute negative items, everything has to be 100% entirely accurate. So if you look across all three bureaus, you know, Experion, TransUnion, and Equifax. Mm-hmm. Let's say it's a Bank of America credit card late payment, right? The open date, the amount late, um, uh, the, 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 the report date, all that has to be an entirely accurate across all three. I've been doing this for, like I said, over a year now. I ain't never seen a credit report that's an entirely accurate. I just don't see it, right? At least 90, 95% of reports have inaccuracies. So that's a means to dispute already because by law, right, it's something called the Fair Credit Reporting Act. Every, uh, anything that's not an entirely 100% accurate has to come off the credit report. You're saying if it's on Experian mm-hmm. and it says one thing and it says another thing on TransUnion, I could dispute that? You could dispute that and it gotta go. Mm-hmm. Even, let's say for example, all of that was accurate, but your personal information, they spelled your name wrong. That, inf- that negative item is attached to inaccurate information. Mm-hmm. It has to go. Mm-hmm. Didn't they say that's illegal? It, what they do is, yeah, how they report your stuff is oh, illegal. Yeah. it's not illegal. No, disputing is not illegal, no. Nah. Uh-huh. How the credit bureaus report your stuff on, without your consent or not on your behalf. There's a law, uh, 15, 15 USC code uh, 16, 18, 1681. It says like, they don't even have permission to report things without your consent or actually without your written consent. Mm-hmm. So when they're reporting things on your behalf and a lot of times they're reporting things falsely, that's illegal, right? That's mm-hmm. technically fraud. So when people, um, when I tell people, it's always dispute, always get rid of anything that's negative because you can't really get funding until you're cleaned up. That's the core. What kind of car you drive? Um, I just copped the I-8 actually. The I-8, yeah, like that. Yeah. Why you get that? Needed it. That, that was actually my first dream car as a mm. kid. So 
And when I was able to get that out, I ain't gonna lie, I was turned up. I was definitely turned up. What'd you have before that? Um, I had a, I had a Benz. I still got it actually. Mm. Yeah. Why not like the Rolls Royce and <laughs> that? So I want to get the lamb chop next year. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's next the year. lamb chop. Yeah, <laughs> get money, bro. <laughs> nah, you hang with this nigga. <laughs> what's up? Um, what do you think that? What do you think the IA is gonna do for your image? Um, it definitely helps. Like I pull up at the mall the other day just to really get some stuff, and um, just conversation starters off rip. Off rip. Yeah, off rip. What do you do? Like, what you got going on? Okay, mm. like. It's, you know, I always say, they say, what they say, where 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 attention goes, money flows. Mm -hmm. So just like conversation starters, like, and that equals money. When people start conversations, they're curious. And when they see you in something nice, you know, that's an eye catcher. That lets mm -hmm. them, that makes them think, I want to work with that person. Because I, what I learned is like, when I first started out, like I started off just pointing in the sky, putting a hook, and you can make a lot of money that way. You can't lead them with value, but. In your, in your content? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just, for you, just like that. I'm telling you, bro, just, right, straight from the couch. <laughs> but it's a lot easier because when people think that you need them, when they think that you need their money, what I find is they could be hesitant. But when they feel like you already in, in good shape or you already, you know, making some revenue, they're more likely to shop with you. Right. Because they feel like you don't need them. Mm -hmm. So, um, yeah, so image is everything, definitely. Image is everything. So, all right, the veneers, you just got some? Mm -hmm. How long you had them? Um, two, two months now. Best, best investment I could ever make. No cap, bro. I <laughs> wish I did it earlier. Yeah. I was like, damn. Yeah. yeah, for sure. Where you went? Uh, I went to uh, DR. No, I'm sorry, Columbia. Mm. Yep. Um, what makes you want to do this, um, the surgery? Image. Image is everything. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I said this year I wanted to do a lot more just investing into, uh, you know, image. Image. Yeah, yeah. Self. Self. Self, yep. I definitely get it, bro. When I smile on camera. Turned out, right? What, what'd you get yours? I went to Cali, man. Okay. They, they asked me an arm and leg. I ain't had no passport, so I couldn't go out the country. Gotcha. My first option was probably gonna be Columbia, but um, I ended up going to Cali, spent like a 30. Now they did your joints right, bro. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, 30, though? It wasn't playing. 30? 30. Good investment still. Great investment. <laughs> Even if it was 50. Great investment. Yeah. I don't give a damn shit. <laughs> but I mean, I wanted something that was gonna re look really good on camera, and I ain't wanted like, uh, Cause a lot of people go to Miami and they get like the big bulky big joints, joints and, yeah. and I can't have that. Yeah. Nah. No, no bueno. Nah. Your pussy right? Let me not say pussy yeah. right. Your girl right? Yeah, yeah, for sure. Quality, mm. definitely high quality. Um, Yeah, for sure. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Are you single? Yeah, I am. Got kids? Nope. What you waiting on? Trying to get to, trying to get to the, to the money. Yeah. You don't feel like a girl will help you get to the money? So here's my take on that. I hear people say that. Like I heard, uh, I hear people say like, you know, married men statistically get more money, and, I, and it, it probably is true. But I know for me personally, when I be, I'm at my best when I'm locked in. Like when I'm just, I could just worry about the vision, what I got going on. Mm -hmm. So for me, you know, like I've dated women, and, and sometimes when it when it gets serious it can be somewhat of a distraction. At least for me, maybe it's how I, you know, how I handle it, overthinking, but I'm at my best when I'm just locked in. You know what I'm saying? I feel the same way. Yeah. And they say, they, they always want to bring up like, oh, um, a billionaire said that uh, the, the way he got to his money or the way he got was one woman, yeah. which could be true, right? Yeah. I just feel like the, the amount of attention and energy that I put into like the business, mm -hmm. Is gonna take away. I'm gonna have to take a piece from that to give to you. Absolutely. And you might come along and, and add value, but I don't even wanna take a chance. 
because I can't afford to mess up the business and the vision. Can't afford it. You're right. Can't afford it at all. But I get what people saying, but I think that um, I need to work on this first. Mm. And then when I add a woman in, yeah, I'm already established. I already got shit going. I ain't got to, I ain't got to put as much energy. And I, I, now you can help me propel to the next level. 100, absolutely. How long have you been single? Uh, it's been two and a half, two. So you ain't even had a girl since you had money? Nah. Nope. Damn. <laughs> <laughs> Damn. I'm saying, so how you, how you, how Atlanta treating you? Atlanta's been good, bro. Atlanta's been good. I've, you ain't run across. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> Atlanta's been good. It's been definitely, we've been dating, just nothing, nothing serious. Mm. Um, but definitely some, uh, some elite. elite yeah, they're gonna, they gonna get you in Atlanta, bro. Nah, they ain't finna get me. You got that eye? Right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> got veneers? <laughs> oh nah. <laughs> it's only a matter of time, bro. But they start swarming in, bro. But you gotta be careful though, because they're gonna see that, they're gonna see the image, they're gonna see the, the, the Instagram, and they're gonna automatically gravitate towards that. Yeah. Not even wanting anything real, they just want that. Yeah. The, the, the superficial shit. Mm -hmm. So, like, Atlanta is, I ain't gonna say you can't find a good girl, but just be careful. <laughs> Got you. <laughs> <laughs> just be careful, bro. Um, do you think you're gonna run across, like, you're gonna have issues because, like, you're making money? Like, are you gonna be able to trust a woman? Yeah, so what I do is like, when I take a woman out, even like the first time, like what I'll do is we'll go to like a regular spot. I mean, obviously with the I-8 now, it's gonna be a little different because I'll mm. pick you up in that. But what I do is like, even the woman I've dealt with even here in Atlanta, I don't really lead with like, yeah, I'm getting money. Like I be playing mm. it real cool, I'm, a ch I'm chill. So we'll go out do regular stuff um, to kind of see what the woman's on, mm -hmm. see her mindset. Um, so I don't really know if I have trust issues because I feel like I would have already vetted that process to kind of mm. see where she's at, to know. And then it's like, when I do start spending money or you know maybe we're going to higher end places, mm -hmm. then it kind of, we already established that. Just don't pull over that coat. Because <laughs> um, <what would> <laughs> 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 you get money with that coat. Uh, what would be your, like the typical first date? So we might do somewhere like, uh, um, we might do like a lounge, like this is like this is a spot uh, near me. Um, it's called uh, Spanky's, Spanky's Lounge. So it's like like a lounge, but they got a bar, right? Mm -hmm. Regular spot. It ain't like no posture, nothing like high end, chill vibes. So do something like that. Mm -hmm. You ain't gonna take on the posture. We might. We we'll probably do that like second. We'll probably, it, it, unless mm -hmm. it should be bad, and I'm like, I, yeah, I need that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we're we gonna, we gonna do that. I ain't even gonna lie, but you know what I'm saying. <laughs> That's one of those like, I, I need that. <laughs> nah, uh, I be hearing some guys be like, nah, I'm gonna take a girl to Starbucks on the first day. I'm like, yeah, he's capping. <laughs> oh, bro, that shit is not gonna work. Yeah, not Atlanta. Yeah, it is. You tell a girl he's going to Starbucks for what? Like, what? Yeah. Where are we going? It's left on red. It might be the first stop. No, <laughs> nah, seriously. But um, my first date be like Pasha. Oh, yeah. That's like my go-to. Okay. That's really like the only, that's my that's only right. spot. Like yeah. ballet know who I am, walk through the front door, they, know, they already know where I want to sit at and everything. Like, you been here before? <laughs> Come here sometimes. Like, <laughs> the girl at the counter, she be like, oh, another one? <laughs> Play's not what you think, baby. Nah, Pasha be, be good little vibe, definitely. When you plan on having kids, man? after I get to where I'm trying to go. So, I mean, I used to put like a like an age on it. Like when I was like mm. 23, I'd be like, I'm about 30. Now I'm 30, I just say, when it's time. Mm. Say when it's time. I ain't got no, like, I'm not like, oh, two years, a year, three years. I'm just like, when it's time. Hmm. 
You know what I just thought of the other day, bro? I was, um, I think I was on IG or something. And it was this guy, it was this girl. She pulled the man out the car, threw him on his back. But this was his girlfriend. Mm -hmm. And he was in a wheelchair. I was like, damn, bro. Like, if I was to goddamn get in a wheelchair tomorrow, (laughs) I don't think I could do it. Ain't no, I don't think I, it's gonna be anybody there for me like that. And then it's like, okay, how are you gonna get somebody in the wheelchair? Yeah, fast. So that is my only dilemma when it Dang. comes to like, is anybody gonna be there? Yeah, that's a hell of a scenario, bro. <laughs> Who's gonna be there for me? Like, it, so it's like, damn, do I make the decision right now to have some kids and get a girl? And God forbid some shit happen to de- tomorrow and I don't have nobody. Now I'm just fucking depressed ass <laughs> By loner. That shit, right. Well, shit, when you put it like that, yeah, that'll, that'll definitely me? make somebody think, yeah. I don't know, bro. That shit had me thinking, like, damn, bro. Like, I'm the man right now, but I lose my legs. In a second, you, yeah. I ain't shit no more. Well, you just gonna have to do the podcast. Yeah, Nobody's gonna know. <laughs> damn. <laughs> That was crazy. <laughs> <laughs> when, they, hey, when they pull up, surprise. <laughs> Yo, please listen. Shout out to all the people in the wheelchairs. Um, yeah. Don't take offense to this. Yeah. Damn. <laughs> <laughs> Man, both your parents was together. Say, you did it what? Both was both of your parents together? Nah. So my um, my pops is out in Charlotte now. Uh, my mom's is back home. So you didn't, you wasn't raised with your dad? Nah, but oh, well, he lived in Boston when I was there, and I used to see my pops. My pops was always in my life. Like I go see him like once a week, sometimes twice a week. Um, so yeah, he was always around, but they wasn't together. Nah. But my mom, she's married to my step pops, and then uh, my pops, he's with his girl. How many brothers and sisters? I got my little sister, and then three brothers. Yeah. Where you fall in that? I'm the oldest. Word. Yeah. Damn. You got siblings? Yeah, it's like five of us. I'm the middle child. Oh, okay. They treat it like the oldest. Word. Yeah, I hate it. I ain't gonna say I hate it, but. I thought they said the, uh, I thought they said the middle <coughs> was spoiled, nah. They lied. <laughs> Fuck no. Just, I don't know, they, they would spoil me with words like, oh, you're the favorite and, but nah, I ain't get spoiled, spoiled bro. Okay. Nah, hell nah, but all my little brothers come to me. Little brothers and sisters come to me. Older brothers and sisters come to me. That shit, they've been like that my whole life. life. The whole life. Man. And that shit ain't never gonna stop. But um, I ain't tripping. That's what I, it is, right? I'm I'm the breadwinner. You know fact. Are you the breadwinner? Um, I would say yeah. Right now, people come. Hey, you now can I hold this or can we do this? Are you the first millionaire? Are you a millionaire? Not yet. This year will be though. Okay. Yeah. Do you think you made the most money out of? Yeah. Everybody in your family. Yeah. Everybody. Yeah. Great grand granddad. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 <laughs> Damn. <laughs> That was her though. Yeah. Nah, that's definitely dope. And mm-hmm. um, like my people, like moms, you know, her birthday coming up. We're gonna, you know, I don't know where yet, but we're gonna go crazy for her this year. You know, pops his his birthday later in the summer, but we're gonna definitely get them right. Cause I'll be real, like moms just let me stay in the crib till I was twenty, till I moved out here. I had moved out and then moved back in, but moms always held it down. When I was mm-hmm. chasing this or entrepreneurship, you know, obviously she, she had a smart remark sometimes, but she was never like. Like, yo, you need to stop that. Like, right. you know what I'm saying? Killing your dreams. Yeah, so her giving me that time was definitely major key. So, you know, moms get whatever she wants. Facts. Yeah. Does it ever get annoying that, uh, you know, people come to you for shit? 
Um, so it's getting to the, remember this is this only been nine months. Mm-hmm. Like I've been doing this, but it's getting. I see a lot of it, like a lot of it uh, adding up quick. Hey, you know what's going on with this? Um, can you help me out with this? Or can you call me all the time? Do it be people that. You never really heard from him? Yo, it'd be like, yo, you remember me? <laughs> it'd be like, remember, it'd be people that like, even like went to the club that we weren't even cool. It'd be like, yo, remember me, bro? I used to pull up at, you know, KGB or whatever. Like, what's going on, bro? Could we hop on a call or, you know, hey, big head, it's been a minute. I see you doing your hey, thing. Like, yeah, and it's like, yeah. word, that's what's up. But, you know, I feel like time is everything. So like, you know, I'll give some resources. Like, I'll send you this this ebook or I'll send you this class, but mm-hmm. in terms of time, I just be so um so anal with that because it's all we got. Right. You know? Damn. I be feeling like that when I be in the clubs, bro. I be in the club everywhere I go now, <clears throat> people stop me. Mm-hmm. And they ain't just like, oh damn, fuck with the content. They be like, bro, like how can we, you know what I mean? It be like, <laughs> right now? In the middle of the club, like, right? Like yelling in my ear right now. <laughs> right now. Crazy. <laughs> yeah, bro, I got this um boo boo boo. <laughs> I'm look, look, we in the we in the strip club. They try I'm trying to look at ass and titties, man. I feel you. And you got me looking at shit on online like <laughs> It's crazy. I was in the airport, bro, like three weeks ago. And I'm 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 running late. This is when I was leaving Dallas, like like two and a half, three weeks ago. I'm coming back. And, you know, I just make it to the uh to my your airport thing, wherever you're going to get on the plane. It's like, yo. Darius Bendis from IG. I'm like, yeah, what's going on, bro? How you doing? He's like, yo, bro, hold on, I gotta show you, bro. I got this repo. <laughs> He's like, nah, bro. Right see. now? <laughs> like, bro, I'm about to miss the flight, fam. You talking about some repo. He's like, hold on, hold on. He's like, yo, give me your number, bro. I'm gonna just call you. I'm like, bro, just hit me on IG. Yeah. And, uh, you know, I'll reach out when I get back. But yeah, it, stuff like that be having me cracking up. It's gonna get wild, bro. I'm telling you, bro, it's gonna get wild. I'm gonna have like a little dummy number or email. I like, get right. people like, yo, here, hit this one. <laughs> I be moving too fast. Even when I say when I my email like yeah, I mean, email, but like, but this shit like we need to talk about this. <laughs> like, bro, hi, man. But yeah, that's the life I'm living right now. Y'all been going crazy though. I feel like how long you been doing the podcast in total? Shit, like a year and four months. That's crazy. Yeah. You would think you've been around for a few years. Oh, I know. That's crazy. The the. Nice, nice. So you know what I peep that's dope about your podcast? Like I feel like most people when they tell people like do podcasts, like from what I heard, they be like, Yeah, you wanna start off one niche, but but your shit be like, you got the ratchet shit, mm-hmm. the entrepreneur segment, the one where you were with one baddie. Mm-hmm. So I feel like that was different. That was sort of like against I guess the norm or the grain. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But I feel like that's part of the reason right, it's going right, right, so right. crazy so fast. So what's I, that been like, like that fast growth? I don't know. Like I always ask for it. Like <clears throat> I was, I could say that I, I knew it was gonna pop, but mm-hmm. nobody really knows. Like you could say in your mind that okay, yeah, I'm, I'm gonna be this and this. And, but when it actually happens, like oh shit, this shit really happening. And it's like, I it, it really hasn't hit me yet, because I don't, I don't think I'm as big as other people think. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like I'm on the inside, and they're on the outside looking in, and. I don't know, I feel like I gotta start moving a little different. Like I'm I feel like I'm just a normal person, you know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? But my content is is spreading really fast and people really connect with the content and they really fuck with me. It ain't just like, oh I whatever. Yeah. I'm talking about, I was in Houston, a nigga came up to me so aggressive. He was like, yo, <laughs> I fuck with you, nigga. Nigga. I was like, bruh. Like, Damn, nigga. <laughs> but I could I could feel the emotion. Like yeah. he really fuck with a nigga. Like, mm-hmm. so that's dope. 
That's fire. I don't ever want to be a person that can't be like touched. You know, like I want to be able to like, you know what I'm saying? Connect with people yeah. for real. Because shit, <clears throat> I made it this way. You know what I'm saying? Like I don't want to be just out of reach. But I, I do got to move a little different. This shit getting a little wild. Might need a security guard. Yeah, yeah. And I always told my, well, I always had a thought like, I ain't gonna never need no security. Like, nigga, I'm on my own security. Facts. You know what I mean, but nah. You niggas say I need it now. Yeah, because I don't know what type of time people are on. Like, you might, it might. Some people might show some love, but some niggas might be hating. Some niggas might be hating because I was on the couch with your girl, and nice. you don't like that. You know what I mean, so you ain't even know it's this girl. You was just right. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. Yeah. And this is he don't he don't know it's the show. Right. You know what I'm <laughs> <laughs> right. I think I piped it, <laughs> but I mean, shit. I mean, I'm only gonna get bigger, bro. Yeah. I ain't been. This is right now just beginning. The beginning Early of the stages. stages. Yeah, yeah. That's dope. But I started off just having one niche. I was just interviewing entrepreneurs and. It wasn't me. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like I, I had more. I had more ideas. I had more shit to say. At it couldn't just be about entrepreneurship. So I just started trying different things. That's fire, bro. And I think when people start these podcasts, they just they they go with what everybody else is doing. Yeah. Oh, let me just interview a person. Or let me just talk on this mic. Yeah. I'm really thinking of creative ways to like get to it. Yeah. You know what I'm yeah. saying? Put this shit together. Like really putting content and entertainment together. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. I'm thinking. That, I'm I'm looking at it from entertainment standpoint. Okay, I know it's different type of people that watch my shit. Mm -hmm. It ain't just people that just want to learn about getting money. It's some people that just want to hear about this women or they want to hear from strippers or however, you know what I'm saying? I'm giving it to them. Cause I might post some real shit like, man, I, I just posted this girl today. She um she read a poem. Everybody loving it, but it's, one, it's, it's a few niggas like, what the fuck is this sad ass shit? You know what I mean? So and now when I go post some ratchet shit, they gonna be loving that. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? Like people gonna be loving them. Like damn, why you keep why you keep posting these ratchet ass women? So I gotta give everybody. You appealing to your all y'all audience. Everybody, yeah. everybody can get it. Makes sense. That's how I'm pulling everybody in. That's smart. That's smart as hell. Yes, yeah, so, and then I got hella other ideas, but this is too much for me, man. Right, right. I'm shooting like four times, maybe out the week. Well, I got to drop four episodes a week, so that shit, yeah. People be thinking content be like, like people be looking at us like, oh, content look easy, like that lifestyle look easy. They don't know, like no, <laughs> hell no. Nah. It, it ain't it ain't nothing to play with. Yeah, nah, bro. I be I be spending money on like the the appearance. Mm -hmm. Yeah, you know I mean like that part. Taking time to think of some shit because yep. you want some shit to hit. You don't just want to do nothing. You want to put some content. That's where the money is at for real. Like the think, like the thinking, the strategy, mm -hmm. the content. Just be like, all right, this is what we got to do. But coming up with the ideas, the concept. Yeah. That's where the bread's at. You know, or the growth. That shit come like this too. Like, yeah, I just be coming up with shit just. But I understand you gotta just be authentic. You ain't gotta even think too hard about it. Just be, be authentically you. you Facts. And then make content out of it. Yeah, <clears throat> that's it. That's it. I'm really, that's what I'm starting to do now. Like teach, teach the podcast game, but I'm about to get into the webinar stuff. Bro, you about to go crazy. You about to go crazy <laughs> off the web, I'm telling you. And, and I gotta speak at InvestFest. When's that? August. Okay. Yeah. Oh yeah, that's tough. Yeah, that's gonna be crazy. That's how EYLs? Mm -hmm. Okay, yeah, that's tough. I'm, mm -hmm. yeah, I'll be there for sure. I had to take a class just to get prepared. Work? Hell yeah. Thousand people. Plan. Yeah, yeah, they're not playing. Oh, you're <laughs> saying for yourself? Yeah, yeah, Oh, okay, yeah. I thought you missed I thought you saying they required it. Mm -mm, mm -mm. Oh, like speaking on stage type yeah, thing. Yeah, Gosh, yeah, you. Really captivating the audience. Because mm. I can go in there then and talk. Yeah. But <clears throat> really like selling myself to the audience, Thanks. having them buy into whatever, this image right here, mm -hmm. you know what I mean? So I, I got this one lady, bro, she get on stage, she is like, Phenomenal. She's she cold. go then go crazy. I'm like, and I only seen her speak for twenty minutes, but she spoke two years ago, bro. Mm -hmm. And I still remember this damn the way her mannerisms, her confidence. I remember all that oh, shit. Yeah, yeah, that's what I need. That's how. Yeah, 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 yeah. I need people to not to ever forget. You know what I mean? Yep. 
And I, I got some, <laughs> the shit I'm about to do on that stage, boy. Crazy. I'm gonna bring the podcast to life. That's dope. Yeah, the first time I, <clears throat> I spoke in live in person, I ain't gonna lie, the first two, three minutes, I'm like, I'm up there sweating. Yeah, yeah, Voice crack a little bit. Uh, <laughs> but uh, you know, you're gonna be good. You already speak all day, every day. But you know what helped with mm -hmm. speaking too? Like the webinars, like after you started doing those, there was help with the confidence, but ain't nothing like live in person. So mm -hmm. definitely, you know, over prepared for that. Who had to prepare you to do the webinars? You just went at it. I just went at it. Like I, w I went at it. I was rocking out uh, at the time with my guy Runway. And um, I always wanted to do webinars. I seen you heard, I'm hearing dudes doing $100,000 days, $200,000. Mm. I'm like, I want to try that. Mm. And then, um, but I tried it. And then the first one was terrible. First, like 10 was probably terrible. I don't think <laughs> no one bought to like my fourth one. Damn. Right. But that's part of the game. But we've been doing it coming up on a year. Next month, we'll make a year. No, two months from now, we'll make a year straight of doing Webby's. Um, a year straight? Yeah. Every week, every single week. You went to one of them um, conferences. Cause I think one of them guys was like, bro, I did a, a webinar a year straight and he made Forgot, he made a lot of millions though. Yeah, no, nah, I didn't go to them. Well, it depends on conference. I've been to a few of them conferences though. Yeah. Talking about. Who told you to go every week? That's, I, uh, bro, Runway, he's like, yo, that's how you get better. You gotta be consistent with the webbies. Uh -huh. And it makes sense because like, speaking in front of people, at first you suck. You're not even confident in yourself. And then you do that 10 weeks, 12 weeks in a row. Mm -hmm. Then you get better. Then learning how to get better at pitching. Right, right. People be, do, go through the whole <laughs> webinar, they be mad confident. Then when it comes to the sale, they be like, yeah, there's my offer, all right, bye. Right, but you gotta stay on there. You gotta yeah, talk yeah, yeah. about the offer. It's like, you shoot, you say you shoot four pieces of, con uh, four podcasts a week. That's why when you speak, I ain't see you when you first started, but I'm sure you probably 50 times better now than you. I suck, bro. But you do it so much, you passing everybody who's only doing one time a week. Yeah, yeah. You know what I'm saying? So just doing it over and over, you just get better. So ain't nobody had to teach you on the, the pitch part? Yeah, yeah, the pitch part. Yeah, yeah I pay, I've been in a few like webinar masterminds, mm -hmm. um, just trying to learn the pitch. How, you know, buyer psychology, like what gets them people to want to rock with you? Because mm -hmm. a lot of times they got to buy into themselves. They there on your webinar because they want your offer. Mm -hmm. You just have to get them to believe, one, that your <laughs> offer is the answer to their problem. Mm -hmm. And then two, sometimes you got to get people to believe in themselves. Mm -hmm. So you got to be real with people. Like if, if shit don't change, it's never going to, if you like broke or you in a spot where you not, you don't want to be and you don't take action on something, nothing's ever going to change. Right. Sometimes people just need to hear that, you know? I did one webinar. Mm -hmm. I got one sale. I was like, nah, fuck this. <laughs> this ain't for me, man. <laughs> That's how it be, though. I said, man, how am I this guy on the internet? Man, I got all these thousands of people and only one, per one person bought. That's how it be, bro. Yeah. Right, just doing consistently. You're going to be good. Your next one, you you might mess around and go, you're going to go crazy, bro, because your, your audience is indoctrinated with you, bro. They be, <laughs> and you'll post five minutes into it. That joint got crazy. Crazy, mm -hmm. bro. It was crazy. Man. I gave up quick as hell, bro. <laughs> it's like the, the the webinar was smooth mm -hmm. until I got to the end. I was like, damn, like I only said it like one time because mm -hmm. I felt like I was just pressing them to buy something. I was like, yeah, well, yeah, yeah, make sure y'all if y'all want the mentorship, <laughs> yeah. Then well, I gotta keep repeating this. Yeah, yeah. You want it, want it. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, yeah. That's not how they be though. They need to hear it. You gotta tell them real. Like, listen, y'all. Like, look what I'm doing. Showing what you're doing. Showing what maybe people you've put on are doing. Like, one thing that's helped for us on the web is showing. Custom uh, a students' results. So mm -hmm. we got like one lady. She got two hundred thousand. She only been in the program uh, less than ninety days. We sh I show that and I do it live. You got to do something called like a student interview. Mm -hmm. so if you got someone who got a success story, just have them talk. <clears throat> you ask the questions. You play that. You drop in the link in the chat. People start buying. Then I also let them know like, listen, if y'all don't take action today, 
it's gonna be very hard for you to do the thing. Not because I want you to just buy my stuff. You just know what it's like to not have direction. Like I heard you say, you were, like you learn from like uh, David Shands, or you. Mm -hmm. So you learn from somebody. You leverage that. Listen, this is how I got to where I'm at. I learned from somebody who had the GPS. Mm -hmm. It's hard to it's hard to do something you've never done before without direction like because so, you've yeah. never done it. Bro. You know what I'm saying nobody around you probably did it. Your mom and your dad ain't do it. Your friends from around the way they ain't do it. So like, how you gonna get there? Mm -hmm. How you gonna say you want to be a millionaire but you don't want to learn from nobody who's already been a millionaire, mm -hmm. right? Is that what you're saying on the webinar? Yeah, I say stuff like that. I keep oh, it real with people. Facts. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Huh. Yep. All right. Absolutely. That's my pitch then. Yeah, oh yeah. Um, well, yeah, I mean, <clears throat> tell them what you got to offer. For sure. So listen, um, make sure y'all tap in uh, this Sunday. I'm doing a free, I'm doing a free training where I'm going to be showing you how to get up to 150,000 um, in 90 days or less. So make sure y'all DM me the word 100K and I'll invite you to my private training and uh, we're going to get you right. All right. Look like Gunner. <laughs> Heard that a few times. Yeah. <laughs> nah, All right. I know I wasn't tripping. I, I, I ain't telling nobody though. <laughs> All right. Make sure you guys check out. Um, I'm going to leave the link in the description. For sure. And um, yeah. Thank you guys for tuning in. Rich and Unpoid, the podcast. Number one podcast in the world. And we out. At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place by working more efficiently, by using more sustainable practices, by developing better technologies. We keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com purpose. Parker, engineering your success. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill.